Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially poor Yudo Nakashima. He he got his young line win, but it wasn't live. It wasn't even on VOD. Poor guy. <laughs> anyway, I'm Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, I'm Mr. Andy, and you know, all this forbidden door nonsense. I mean, our door's been open the whole time, ever since this podcast has been open. And, you know, I think we got some big news this week about the the door. We'll just call it the door now, because it's not forbidden anymore. Okay, so breaking news. We're going to break it on the show right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's it's not old news, it's brand new. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. In fact, uh, on... I think it was, I think it was Dynamite. Uh, Tony comes out for an announcement and he introduces the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he comes out and before they even say anything, Adam Cole makes some announcement t- saying what the date is and say he's going to be there and stuff. And then Jay White comes out and you think he's going to say some shit too, and he's just like, "No, it's still my era." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Mm-hmm. So, so you know. That was nice. It's uh, it's called The Forbidden Door. It's an AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling show. Give me Orange versus Yano. And it's going to happen sometime in June in your country somewhere. I can't remember. Chicago. And, oh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm like 50% on whether I'm going to go to this or not. I got the time off. It's just the logistical part that I got to get out of the way. But uh, there's a good chance I'll be at that show. So, uh, you know, that's going to be exciting. And I hope that new japan wins every match <laughs> go, go new japan yeah well i'm definitely on team new japan there and while we're on the subject of AEW, they did announce on dynamite that it was going to be tomohiro ishii versus uh, adam cole bay bay so uh, i watched the rampages and uh, it was a really good match except uh, i knew that ishii was losing because every time a new japan guy turns up on AEW, <laughs> they do the yeah. job That's every true. single time. But at least this time, uh, Ishii lost because Jay White came out to be a douchebag and distracted, which distracted the ref, which uh, low blow and yeah, Adam Cole wins. So, yeah. Luke, uh, BC for life. Yep, that is true. You know, like uh, Jay White is the secret leader of BC. It's, I mean, it's not a secret to you and I, but I think it's a secret to others. And I think that's going to, you know, that's kind of an underlying storyline that hopefully is going to be wrapped up at some point. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I did not see that match. However, I think that Adam Cole and Ishii would be a good matchup because they're kind of the same size, like, height-wise. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, I would assume that they would have been a good matchup. Now, uh, Luke, I know this is not a New Japan question for you, but um, – you never liked Adam Cole. You never thought he was any good. Uh, you no. told me he's a piece of trash and that he should I, be thrown in the garbage and someone no, should I, cut his stupid hair. You said all those things 100%. What do you say now? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I have never said any of those things. I don't know what you mean. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you, you mean either. You told me you didn't get him and at one point. So do you get him now? Well, yeah, I, I'd just never seen him before because I stopped watching NXT by the time he joined and I never really watched Ring of Honor. So uh, I'd never really seen him until he joined uh, AEW. So, yeah, he's really good. Okay. Well, that's it's odd because he wrestled in New Japan a bunch, but uh, 
you know. Not not really from 2017. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm sheltered, Mr. Andy. All right. Super click. You know, that that was like the big group after. uh, But he really should should cut his stupid hair for being, you know. I know. Stupid. So (laughs) when I was a kid, I had long hair and there and everyone always calls me Hanson because I look like fucking I was in Hanson when I was a kid. And so I (laughs) love. I love yelling at wrestlers at shows, get a haircut like that. That makes me so happy because it's just like, oh, the irony. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So is there any other news? Well, I'm sure there's news that we'll get to throughout the day uh, as we talk about all these uh, shows and stuff. But, you know, Luke, I'm interested in your thoughts setting up this like Windy City Riot deal because they had this uh, Windy City Riot uh, show in Chicago. And the last time that we had a New Japan like USA strong show, it was okay, but the presentation was like really bad, like so bad that it was like in – 360p and everything was all blurry and you know it was kind of shit i this was much better you know production wise like like much better it was like a normal show what yeah are you serious the audio was kind of out for, for the whole thing and sometimes on the side of the screen i like oh and they weren't even cutting to like music video to the promo videos or anything like that Instead, they were turning one of the video cameras to the big Titantron screen so we could watch it like that, and the audio was really weird there too. Also, someone in the production team kept a window open, and you could see it on the side of the fucking screen at various times. I was freaking high when I watched this show, Mr. (laughs) Andy, and I kept messaging you because, yeah, we were watching it at the same time. We didn't watch it live, but we, we, we got online and we watched it together. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, dude, am I high? Is there some, like, someone left a window on the screen? No, 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 I think I think it's the weed, dude. I'm like, all right, fine. If I see it again, I'll, I'll make sure everything I've got is minimized, and then I'll bring it to your attention. And sure enough, uh, I think it was during Ishii Suzuki, I'm like, there it is, there it is. And sure enough, you saw it too. Yeah. Someone doesn't minimize or move the windows of their production com- to whatever the screen and they didn't notice it all show or they kept doing it over, over and over again aren't you always constantly looking at the screen how do you not see that now uh, none of my complaints uh, have anything to do with the actual but it was of the wrestlers. i mean but, it was much better than the last one much better the last one you could barely see what was going on remember that yeah well it's it's not without its problems, Mr. Andy, but it didn't deter me from enjoying the actual wrestling in the ring. So Fuck yeah, this is a great show. I can't wait yeah. to talk about it. All right. It starts off really weird, though. Because, <laughs> by the way, do you have any uh, any stories about the, like this Windy City riot building, whatever? Uh, it's a place where the wrestlings happen. I don't know if it was like the Allstate Arena or whatever, the Rosemont Horizon like building or the other one. There's like two in Chicago. So it was at the other one, I think. It's not the CM Punk building, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a place in America. (laughs) That's my fact about the buildings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess what I didn't expect was this show to start with 
fucking QT Marshall and the guys that he's been training in his little group. Uh, Nick Comorado. Who was the other guy again? Other. Other. <laughs> See, professionalism is my job. And they're in a match versus Carl uh, Fredericks, uh, Kurt Connors, and Yu Uramura. And uh, I don't really have that much to say about this match. I was kind of what? like, okay. I don't know, man. I was, it's it's not exactly the awesome, amazing start to your show that, uh, I don't know, didn't really kind of get my motor running. Uh, LA, The LA Dojo guys do the Macabe spot and uh, all that. But then, like, the finish, man. Just the finish. I was just like, QT Marshall pinning you, Uramura. And I'm like, bitch, are you for real? So, yeah, uh, that was not my favorite match. But it was fine. You know, uh, Mr. Mr. Guy was generous enough to to buy this for us to watch. Uh, I love him for that. So, usually when you start off like some kind of pay-per-view event, maybe kick it off with something a bit more hot. There's a possibility that there was like a dark match or something. I don't think so. It's Dojo Wars, you know? And like, I, I don't think, I don't think that wrestling shows should start with a promo ever. That's just my opinion. But at the same time, I wasn't <laughs> mad at this because he says it's Dojo Wars and he's not going to cheat, which was one of my favorite things that heels do. If they come out and announce they're not going to cheat, that's totally hilarious. <laughs> so funny. So we got to see Yuya Uyamura for the first time in a little while and he looks much bigger. <laughs> You know, he looks a little different than he did last time. But Fredericks, uh, Carl Fredericks was kind of the star of this match. Um, we also had uh, Clark Connors in this match. And wasn't he like stretchered out and New Japan strong like last week? <laughs> thought he was dead. So, <laughs> so that was weird. But um, there's no continuity, as we know. But, you know, it's a, it's a pretty much basic uh, uh, match. But I, Luke, there's some things in here that I can't believe that you don't have notes on. One is that. You know, Makabe is not on this show, right? So because he's not on the show, everybody's just, you know, doing their, you know, homages to Makabe. And we get, you know, we we get this, you know, 10 corner punch in the in the, all three corners, you know, because it's six man. So that was good. No? I did mention that. A lot. No I lot. said LA Dark Jojo did the Makabe spot. That was oh, like did one you? of my few more notes of this I didn't match. Hear that. I, I just, <laughs> okay. That's not what I heard, but okay. Um there's a hot tag to Connors. He does all his like power moves and shit. He hits a Canadian spear to the floor, Luke. <laughs> to the floor. And um, there was this guy that was wrestling for the factory, and he was like the big like you know Bruiser Brody looking dude. Yeah, um, Nick Camarado. Yeah. Him, Bruiser Brody. He was not. Um, he almost killed everybody with like power moves, dropping dudes right and left. That was interesting. Um, he is a guy <laughs> that exists, and he tried this like triple slam thing where it's like, oh, he's gonna slam all three guys like fallaway style, and it's like, eh, let's maybe not do that one. Um, but uh, we get a hot tag to Yuya too, and he's doing the boo yeah spot with QT Marshall. Crowd is on fire. They're reacting. He uh and Yuya lifts big guy, uh, but it ends up as a low uh, bridge. We get uh, double dives to the outside, leaving Yuya and QT alone. Low blow, diamond cutter. Like you said, it's a gross finish, but you know there's some really cool shit that happens in this match because one Yuya sells to the back. The other thing that's awesome is that I gain a better understanding of Carl Fredericks as a wrestler. I have never gotten him. 
Like, yeah. I don't care how many tassels he has. I still have never understood him, you know? And so I think I get him finally. He's like strong style Ricky Steamboat. Like, that's kind of what he's trying to do. And I get it now. So that was eye-opening for me. And I appreciate that. Thanks, New Japan. <laughs> New Japan says, you're welcome. And also, thanks for nice. buying our pay-per-view. <laughs> All right. So the next match we have Team Filthy. Versus Fred Rosser, Chris Dickinson, Alex Cobb, Alex C, Josh Alexander, and Ren Rita. I thought I thought this match was fine. It was okay, but then totally picked up when Alex Coglin uh, Coglin is it Coglin? It, there's Lady C in Stardom, and this is Mr. C in Strong. Right. <laughs> or Mr. Yes. Alex, you know? You know, Alex wakes the crowd up, I thought, by being awesome and then suplexing the shit out of J.R. Kratos, who I've said on the show many times he sucks, and I was messaging Andy, this guy sucks. <laughs> and then he does this awesome dive to the outside, and I was like, all right. I'll give you that. That was that was pretty cool. And <laughs> so yeah, I did not expect him to do this gigantic dive onto onto all these people. That was pretty awesome. What do you think of this match with Sandy? Well, this is another match where they looked around the wrestlers and they were like, "Oh, Makabe's not here." <laughs> we had like double clothesline shit going on in this match, which is funny. Um, but here's uh, this uh, is the beginning of a little problem that we have with um, Strong. Is yeah. that like everyone is a hothead douchebag? That's like the that's like everybody's gimmick, and that's everybody's gimmick in this match. Everybody's like angry and is a hothead, even the faces. It's weird, and um, I get it. They're fired up, and this is a one of their first opportunities to, you know, be live on pay per view wrestling for New Japan. So I get it, and like that's that's cool. It's good to see that the the wrestlers are excited, but it's just. I, I will get to this more as we go on later is that like the more like, especially heel douchebag hotheads that you have, the less that I can tell them apart. So, um, yeah. but I like this match. It was pretty cool. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, they kind of build up to this, like, uh, Coughlin, um, hitting like a stalling suplex on Kratos, which is pretty cool. And like you said, said he, he hit the taker dive over, the ring post to the outside and just yeah. ate shit. Like they didn't even catch him. It was so funny. I was like, yeah, good. <laughs> I like it when it happens to people. I, I don't think are good at wrestling. <laughs> I don't know why. So. <sighs> oh, I'm a worst. Yes. Yes, you are. And uh, I think uh, black tiger taps out as well. So, he did. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. See to Fred Rosser, you know, that, that yep. hot new star coming up in the company, Fred Rosser. <laughs> getting get a big win getting a big right, win. So I, after, I, after the match uh you know uh, filthy tom lawler comes out start to beat down fred rosser and all this kind of stuff and then yuji nagata's music hits so apparently like i was confused because nagata challenges into a match and i was like I, th I thought that was already advertised but no they that were advertised to have a match but nagata challenges him to a title match so yeah. we we didn't get this on fight or whatever that had the English commentary on it. We uh we watched it off New Japan World, so it's just the Japanese commentary. 
and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I do like that. Nakata challenges him for the title, and in English says, "I'll kick your ass." So uh, yeah, it's like. Uh... <laughs> It's like a, it's like a bullet club kind of start to the match, isn't it? Just go straight yes. into the next one. So here we are, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata, and uh, man, Nagata gets things going. I think uh, he, he's really awake, woken up the crowd. So the crowd's into this; they love the dads. In fact, I think the American crowds really, really love the dads. The dads get uh, pretty good reactions there. I think that's because of us. That's because of us. I think they get better reactions in America than they do in Japan, you know, because I think in Japan the scene is, like, old and maybe past it and stuff. I don't know. But, yes, the crowd's firmly behind the Garda too, which is awesome. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's true, though, right? Like, they want to see the stars, and the Garda's come out, yeah. and the crowd's going crazy for it. The crowd is so behind the Garda that it – that uh, he really milks it when Tom has him in submission holds as well. He milks that for every drop, I reckon. Does this awesome top rope exploder. And I have to say, like, Tom Lawler was great in this match too. He did all this kind of uh, dirty tricks and heel stuff just to kind of get the crowd uh, booing him and firmly behind the gutter even more. I thought this had a really cool back and forth. I didn't think we'd get a title change, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good stuff. Uh uh, Tom Ola, uh gets a pin for the victory. What do you think? I love this. And, yeah. like, I've been the guy that's like, why is Tom Waller good? I don't get it. You know, I've been that guy. I've seen him wrestle live and just kind of, like, been like, yeah, he's he's a guy that exists, you know. I, I've never really understood why New Japan is has so much behind him but and why people are such, you know, rabid fans of this guy. But I, I got to see that here. He's, like, kind of – like, he plays the old school heel in this match and just basically tries to keep Nagata from doing cool shit, and it works. And uh, this is, like, the simple, tremendous pro wrestling formula. I love it. It's great. There's, um, you know, there's so much that happens in the match, you know, all these different things. And like, like you said, it kind of builds up to that big exploder off the top rope, but I just, I don't know. I, I, this, to me, this was an eye opening experience for, for a couple of these wrestlers for me. And this was one for Tom Lawler. Like he's good. It now the issue that I was talking about before, where like, if every one of your, you know, heels is just like a douchebag hothead, like, I honestly, when Team Filthy came out before, I thought he was with them. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> so, when he came out, I was super confused. So I was like, wait a second. Aren't you? Are, wait, okay. So you're not that other hothead douchebag guy. Okay. Or that one or this one. You know, it's just kind of, I don't know. I had a tough time with that a little bit. And I think that the way this show is booked, it made it more evident that these guys are hard to tell apart. Then again, I don't watch strong. So, and I've always just imagined all this stuff. What Ian tells us all about it every week. And yep. uh, I imagine it in my brain eyeballs. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. But I thought this was really good. And like the crowd was, the crowd was way hotter for this than I had any, re you know, yeah. like I was not prepared for the crowd tonight. The crowd was amazing in the show. I loved Yuji Nagata. Yeah, which, you know, think about it. Eugene Nagata was on American television, you know, in like the in the 90s or whatever. However, oh, I right. think they probably know him more from his appearances on AEW, I would think. And the same thing with Mr. Yeah. Bread and, you know, the dads are over. But I mean, also, 
it's because we talk about them on our shit, shitty podcast. I mean, that's that's also why we have to take some credit. Hell yeah! Hey, you American audiences are used to like, you know, a lot of old timers coming back to wrestle, and they are stank nugget butter, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like Goldberg and, and shit like that, right? Oh man! And and then you know you got you got like. Three or four, four guys in New Japan, I can name them, Minari Suzuki, Satoshi Kojima, uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, Yuji Nagata. Like, all these guys can still fucking go. And, what? Uh, you didn't matches. say Hanma! <laughs> <laughs> Tomi, Tomaki Hanma could be a lot of fun too. But yeah, they but they, they can if, if someone's willing to work with him a little bit. You know? <laughs> what about Michael, <laughs> He's not in his 50s, is he? Probs. We looked it up once, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Well, if we've already covered it on the show, there's no need for us to cover it again. People can just go That's back right. to that. Yeah. That's well, right. you... Find that three second <laughs> clip, you know, in the hundred episodes uh, haystack. There you go. There you go. That is your job. Whereas uh, professionalism is mine, not uh, mm-hmm. fact checking. All right. <laughs> Next, we got another really cool match. I Did you like this one? I, I thought it was kind of awesome. oh this match is so great and like we're talking you know this is one of the matches that has the best crowd reaction um you know but uh like because i mean you want me to you want me to tell you about it or what yeah man go for it okay. so we got united empire versus bullet club it's a 12-man tag match now i did not <laughs> write down all the names but it's the entire united empire except for brioche uh bruschetta which i thought he was out there by the way <laughs> I was like, oh, he's out there. It turns out he's not. But um, yeah. that was one of the guys from Aussie Aussie Open. So, um, which, by the way, we got the guys from Aussie Open, which they are fucking awesome. And so I'm yes, really glad yes, that to see them in, you know, quasi New Japan proper. They need to be in the best of Super Juniors or whatever, you know, I, they're going to do over there. Get them to Japan because they're amazing. So, um, like, if they're juniors, imagine them you know, going up against ass masters and, you know, and, and I think one of them is a, is a junior in terms of build. And the other one is, is a pretty big guy. Okay. I got to see him next to the, you know, the Japanese guys more, but, yeah. uh, but the other thing too, is this is the re, you know, reunited the bullet club, you know, of course they've always been an NWO ripoff gimmick and that's what makes it awesome. And so they uh, bring out the good brothers, they're back. And it's like, oh, cool. And then we got Scott Norton. Now, yes. um, what, you know, Scott Norton was pretty awesome in this match. Luke, yep. are you a big Scott Norton fan? Uh, I, I liked him. Like I, I know him from WCW. I know he's, he was big in Japan. And hearing other podcasts and stuff, it's disheartening to hear that uh, for some reason Bischoff does not like Scott Norton. But uh, I I always liked liked him. Just powerbomb motherfuckers, like big time. It was, he did awesome power moves, and he, he was pretty dope. And then, you know, it was not long after that, I probably saw him in that arm wrestling movie, and I was like, oh, holy shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Scott Norton. So uh, I, I'm, I did mark out when he came out big time. Yeah, and he's, plus he's an NWO guy, so there you go. Right. So yeah, that's the tie-in. It's obvious. And so they're like, we're going to induct Scott Norton into, you know, into the Bullet Club, which is great. So he already has his own T-shirt out, which is great. But we got like <laughs> TJP uh, is in this match. That guy's a douchebag. 
Um, oh, also, I forgot to mention, Henare is out with United Empire. And so is Ocon and, and Ocon on a cob and all that stuff. And I want to talk about their crowd reaction, but I also want to talk about this chest protector thing that Hanare is wearing. What's going on here, Luke? Who's wearing a chest protector? Oh, yeah. Hanare. He, Hanare, like he's in the uh, the shield or something. I don't know what that was. No, he doesn't like. I think he's trying to maybe look Streets of Ragey, but I, I just like the kind of jacket robe thing he comes out with instead, or just like a leather jacket and some sunnies. That's all you need, man. You don't need uh, yeah, the, the vest thing. I, I did not he like. He needs to look like a bad guy in Final Fight or, you know, or Streets of Rage, like the video game. Yeah. He needs to look, maybe one, maybe, you know, there's one of those guys that wears a chest protector, but it's kind of a weird deal because um, it's, uh, you know, it's a weird deal. But we got Chris Bay and TJP doing all kinds of awesome junior style wrestling. Hanare tags in and he wants Hikaleo, right? So <laughs> they go for a little bit and that's fun. And Scott Norton tags in and we get him versus Cobb, the two strong guys. That's fun. It's not good. But the crowd no. is just loving it, and it's they they it, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it um, didn't need to be good. It just needed to be fun. And uh, it's well, yeah. and ELP, ELP gets in, and they start doing the back rakes, right? Yeah. And tell me about the uh, the Scott Norton back rakes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so you know Norton's famous for his power bombs, isn't he? So you, so he gets gets the guy in the power bomb position, thinking he's going to power bomb. No. Big ass back rake along his back. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, we had the Good Brothers and Ocon kind of for a second start. To, you know, they yeah. they both come in. They're like, oh shit, I want the title. Like, oh, and and Ocon's like, I'm fucking over. Fuck you. And he hits the Mongolian chops on like everybody, and the crowd loves it. They're like, they go crazy. And we, I, let's finish up the the like you know meat of this match and talk about the finish and stuff but man i want to talk about great ocon like in the how america welcomed him but um so then you know we get the the aussie open and dunkzilla and other guy they they fucking yep. tag in and start doing amazing shit oh, to chris yeah. bay and chris bay is like flipping and flopping all over the place they do their insane finisher and uh dunkzilla gets the pin so that's awesome but luke tell me about like great ocon and like how like this is awesome right yeah i know you like him i know i like him i get a sense that new japan likes him too and the crowd's kind of behind him but you know it's the, the japanese crowds are kind of quiet and stuff too so you, you know you never you're not a hundred percent sure but uh the american crowds well they don't have to be quiet and yeah great ocon was also milking it for <laughs> for everybody good too which was Great. awesome so yeah uh people like the greater gun uh he's oh like he's got a he's got a look that's different and you never know what he's going to do in the ring like it's awesome yeah i was i was quite ch chuffed really because i knew like the crowd would probably know and mark out for all the others but there you go greater calm man He's catching on so happy and and you know Cobb was over too they're champions you know, and they're over there and I don't know, I thought this was great. And I was really worried this was going to suck, but it was like, I, you know, isn't it interesting to see some of these guys in front of this giant crowd that's hot as fuck and how 
important crowd reaction is. I, I was just at a wrestling show last night. It was unsanctioned pro, kind of the only place I go. And they usually run in this like ballroom. That's amazing. Mm. Like the venue is so awesome, but it's like acoustically set up for concerts. So the, the, it, you know, sound does not bounce around in there at all. It dies as soon as it goes out of your mouth. Right. So last night they were at this like metal barn, just like fucking metal barn basically. And if you go, ah, it's like the loudest thing you've ever heard. And man, it makes such a huge difference to be able to hear the crowd. And Luke, we've been watching quiet wrestling for so long. This is another reason why I love the show so much is that I was just like, oh, this is like, this is what I want to watch. You know, this is what, what I want. This is how oh, I want to say New Japan with people cheering for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> yep. Have you ever seen the movie Jonah Hex? I have not. I've read some Jonah Hex, though. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty decent stuff out there. But, uh, oh, I guess you're stalling because we've got to talk about the next match now. But we can talk about it fairly fairly quickly, which is uh, Finjuice and Brody King versus the Mighty Dote Neil. So that's uh, Shane Haste and Jonah with another guy named uh, Bad Dude Tito. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. I like that name, too. <laughs> it's like straight out of like WCW Jobber kind of thing. Now, yeah. Luke, this is the probably the first time they pointed the camera up at the screen because we get the Jonah Hex package or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like you said, they're just pointing the camera at the screen, and you know, I, uh, you know, that's a problem, <laughs> but it's better than what they did before. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's improvement, you know. So. So this is like, I guess, what we were describing in in the chat as a WWE house show kind of street fight kind of match. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of this match. I thought it was, it's like watching a street fight with Triple H. Uh, it's, it's fucking long, man. This match felt long. Um, I didn't really, I couldn't really get into it. I know there's some really, there's really cool stuff near the end like there's a spear through a door and all this kind of stuff there's like they they do some great spots in here but i think uh this match didn't gel with me and it was twice as long as it should have been maybe thrice uh so yeah i was not a not a huge fan of this big beat down beat up beat down beat whatever jonah gets beat up really badly by finn juice and david finley gets the win on that but yeah i don't know man I, I thought this one was a bit of a stinker. What did you yeah, think? It was, it was for the live crowd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're there, it's the brawling and stuff is fine, you know, because you can see it. But like on TV, the camera guys just lost the wrestlers. And so that sucks. But this match, like you said, like this is like one of those really long New Japan like Okada matches where you can kind of just skip the first half if you want. Because so, <laughs> the first half of this match is garbage. And it's like, oh, no because they're going in the crowd and doing stuff there. I mean, there's a part like how dumb is this, right? They fucking get out the fire extinguisher and make a giant cloud of smoke. And then they're doing spots in the smoke. Like what? How is, how's anybody supposed to see that? Like, 
that's like hiding your face from the from the camera. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. So that's like something um, you should rehearse beforehand to see if it looks good. I mean, well, you should know it's not gonna. Um, you know, especially with a follow spot that's reflecting off of the smoke, making it impossible for anyone to penetrate it with their eyeballs to see them. But uh, you know, uh, when they finally get in the ring area, it's pretty awesome though. I I really like this once they get in the ring area. There's like a part where the the whole ring's full of chairs. And the faces each do a top rope move to their opponent into the pile of chairs. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, you mentioned the spear through a door for Juice for a huge reaction. There's a splash through a ladder to the floor from Jonah Hex on Brody King. Brody King's in this match. And uh, I like Brody King. Uh, yep. There's a brain buster on a chair um, uh, to Finley, but the chair just doesn't even budge. And it's like, oh. That looked painful. By the way, everybody's got a weapon when they come out, right? And I noticed that that David Finley had his dad's little traditional wooden club thing, you know, like <laughs> that, that Finley used to have. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And towards the end, that's what he won with because, like, um, you know, there's this uh, Jonah Hex gets a sledgehammer out and he hits Finley in the face, and then he tries to use the little, um, you know, wooden club on him, and you can't do that. That's mm -mm. you just can't. Ju Juice comes in, he saves him. It's and it's all the moves on Jonah Hex and the Finley Club win. They fall oh, Finley. Uh, they use the Finley Club to win, and this <laughs> is Finley Club now. But um, I like this. the The second half of this match was awesome. The first half was the worst thing on this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. But uh, so that was probably like I don't know, maybe the low point for me on the night. But uh, it perks back up for me when we get uh oh, oh my god <sighs> it's switchblade coming out for his uh match with his mystery opponent and then we see uh don moxley on the screen he's like you know go and get him shooter turns around and it's shoulder umino it's awesome he comes out with a death rider jacket like over his shoulder and then he's wearing this white spangly jacket and he turns around it says shooter on the back. I'm like, hell yeah. Moxley pretty much gave you that on a platter. Take it and run with it, dude. Go for it. <laughs> Man, this is, this is, I, I love this match. And also, how much does Shooter Umino look like Hiroshi Tanahashi? Yes, I, I came up with a name for him. His name is now Hiroshi Tana Moxley. I see what you did there, both his influences in one. So this is great because he starts out by attacking Jay and not letting him take a powder, which is what he usually likes to do. At the start of every match, there's like a, a rope launch kind of DDT. Jay fights back with all these chops. And, man, Jay beats Shooter up on the outside. He puts it, he puts a half brab on Shooter. What a douchebag. And... Uh, yeah, Jay just doing what he can to kind of wear sh uh, Shooter down. Keeps uh, pinning him, making him kick out at one, expend all that energy and stuff. Uh, Jay takes control for a while, making uh, Shooter look like the ultimate underdog, which is pretty awesome. And then I see, like, something that was just so beautiful that the pay-per-view team, if they were able to make replays the thing, but they can't even take their fucking windows off the screen... <laughs> then they should have replayed this because Shooter Uno does this absolutely awesome pump handle slam on Jay White. And then this gnarly neck breaker too. 
And I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Loved it. Yeah. Fucking awesome. But uh, Blade, uh, Jay manages to get a quick Blade Runner on you know, Shooter Umino for the pin. Man, that match was fantastic. I loved it. And hey, Shooter's coming a long way, man. Yeah, we're ready for him to come back to Japan. He's ready. This was, yep. I mean, obviously he wrestled one of the greatest wrestlers that I've ever seen do it. So, you know, this is, uh, it's hard to tell what, you know, in these kinds of situations, what's Jay and what's him as far as the overall, you know, yeah. who's getting over and all that stuff. But I mean, he is like shooters, mega baby face in this match. And like, he's so good at it. Um, you know, I thought there's a couple things. One, you know, Jay looks even, he has like another ab. He's like added an ab <laughs> somehow. I don't know how he looks crazy. And, uh, and he, all of his shit looks better than ever. It's been a while since I've seen him in a new Japan style match. And so this was really fun to watch, but, uh, you know, Shota Umino, like you say, he looks like Tanahashi, but he's got that like edge and that's really cool. Because late in the match, we get like a, you know, like Jay's been taunting him the whole match. He keeps saying funny shit. Like he'll say like, is your dad watching? You know? yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Anytime they reference, you know, red shoes, it's awesome. But uh, towards the end of the match, like Sh uh, Shota starts to fire up. And, he, and when he does, he looks crazy. Like he looks real crazy, like John yeah. Moxley does. So, you know, I can't wait to see you know, it's kind of the murder of Bushi or whatever you want to call it, like version of him, because he starts to, we start to see it a little bit, but you know, Jay's like, fuck that shit and puts, <laughs> finishes up <laughs> real quick. But like you said, like all the stuff that happens pretty much, but I, one thing I want to emphasize that I think that, you know, is important is that at all of shooters moves looked fantastic yep. and like his selling was good it was a little over the top and it's obviously not polished but it was very good and like jay chopped him at one point like harder like it was a goshi chop it was like like you heard it twice like it's you know <laughs> it's crazy um that was amazing but uh i was so happy to see jay and luke I think this is my favorite match on the show. I loved this. I agree. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's other good matches. So yeah. it's this is I, this was a really good show. And this was like, you know, uh, all great New Japan shows kind of really start to get serious towards that second half when the singles matches start happening. And then it's like it's uh, it's fucking all business after that. So that's what we got here. Yep. So the next match is awesome. But it's more like uh, you and I just uh, putting on a comfy, comfy blanket or something like that, or <laughs> snuggling up by the fire or something. So this is Tomohiro Ishii versus Minaro Suzuki, and man, we've seen it before. Here's another one. I fucking loved it. It's awesome. It's uh, Super Machismo. Who's going to get off their feet first? First, who's who's going to be the first to kind of you know, uh, get his ass beat really bad. So it's fucking awesome. They go at it choking. There's a chair fight to the outside as well. Come on, man. It's like, what do you want? This this is like our jam. This is never as fuck. It's pretty nice. It's nuts. never as fuck! That's right, man. Crazy strike exchanges. Like, the chemistry these two have is fantastic. And the crowd fucking ate it up. Because unlike us and maybe the Japanese crowd, 
I'd say the this, the the Windy City crowd probably haven't seen too many Tomohiro Ishii versus Suzuki singles matches. So the crowd is going insane for this, which uh, you know gave you and I a bit more energy too, man. It was it was really cool. See, could the crowds do add to a match? It never slowed down as well. Like Ishii's in his like what mid forties, Suzuki's in his mid fifties. Never slowed down. Never 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 really stopped. And just kind of I mean, built and built and built. There's almost a gotch for the win, but Brainbuster and Ishii picks up the victory. And of course, Suzuki does what Suzuki does, and he beats people on the way. He beats people up on the way to the back, as he should. As he should. Yeah, as he should. I mean, I love this. I mean, obviously, yeah. this is. I mean, and this is the most Japanese style match that we saw i mean the one before was very japanese style as well but it had that like typical heat and you know and comeback yeah. type thing going on but this was more you know your never match and i i mean <laughs> this was tremendous um but there is a problem here luke and yeah. the problem is is that there's like a video package at the beginning of this that shows everything and it's kevin kelly talking about you know ishii and suzuki fighting and whatnot and uh, we still hear Jay's music playing. Yeah, it plays for a while. It plays for quite a while. Yes, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, just leave it on. It's fine. You know, like <laughs> new, like New Jack match. Just leave it on. Um, and uh, <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of this package, this video package, we get Kevin Kelly doing the voiceover, and he says Ishii and Suzuki, two guys who like to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and it's tremendous. That's yep. exactly what he says. And I thought he was not allowed to cuss, so that was uh, interesting. Hey, he's he's already ripped that bandaid off when he when he thought uh, <laughs> when he thought uh, what was it GBH? We're gonna fucking drop Jeff Cobb on his head. Yeah, could be. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I don't know what to say about this match other than to tell you every move that happened, and I don't think you need I need to do that, you know. But it was I I really enjoyed the fire up parts. The crowd really responded to that, you know, the deal where like. Ishii gets hit with a PK, but just stands up and goes, ah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's amazing. And um, I think that, you know, yes, there's a lot of New Japan fans in the crowd, but listening to the crowd react to this match is that thing we've talked about where, you know, they're more used to a different style of match. And so everything that happened in this match was more of a surprise, you know, than it would be for someone like us that just constantly watch it, you know, but at the same time, well-executed, it's as good as it gets, you know, as far as this stuff. But something real exciting happens at the end. Yes, indeed it does uh, at the end of the match and well after Suzuki has beaten people up on his exit. Eddie Kingston's music hits and uh, he gets into the ring and confronts Ishii and said uh, he cuts a promo, but he's pretty much uh, saying it's uh, my King's Road style versus your strong style, which sounds like a fucking kung, yeah. awesome kung fu movie that I really want to watch. <laughs> Strong style versus uh, King's Road style, you know. Uh, it's a movie. It's made by the same people that made uh, Mr. Vampire. So. Uh -huh. All right. All the same guys that did like uh, <laughs> Shaolin versus Wu Tang. Yeah, Shaolin like Temple. Yeah. Thirty six chambers. All right. So yeah. So that's going to happen at on May fourteenth. I don't think I think that's just a normal strong episode, but. Um, 
Who cares? I don't know. That's oh, that like capital city capitalism calamity thing they're doing where it's in oh. Washington, D.C. And it's going to be another one of these pay-per-views. And we're going to have to talk about this before we, you know, uh, finish. But man, New Japan, they're really digging in my pockets lately because not only yeah. do we have all this shit going on, but we also have Takataichi Mania 2.5 coming up. So, man, they're getting in my pockets. And, Good job, New Japan. And, and the Forbidden Door as well. But um, oh God, I'm gonna pay for that too. Yeah. So, oh, what's the deal, New Japan? Uh, you what? You lose a lot of subscribers or something? Like, what's going on here? What's with the no, they're, business? They're trying to make money like they normally would, uh, because they're a pro wrestling company. And guess what? They got it. They got my money, so they win. You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So now here we are. We have our main event. It's uh, Will, that guy, versus John Moxley. And uh, oh, I want you to kick this one off, man. What did you think of uh, Will Ospreay versus John Moxley? Okay. I got a lot to say about this. So right off the bat, this is another one of those where, like, the first half is kind of like, what are we doing here? Because um, we got some dumb shit that happens in this match. Just dumb shit. Now, Luke, you've watched New Japan for a long time. I have. You know, when a, a New Japan pro wrestler starts bleeding, it's yep. not usually on purpose. You know, uh, if they start bleeding on accident, then the, yes, they will use that in the match, but they don't mm -hmm. usually do blood in New Japan. So I don't know why we're getting double juice in this match. I don't understand why that is a thing. That is, it, this is a New Japan show main event. So why are you doing stuff that doesn't, that's not like New Japan tradition? So, but. Whatever, it's America, so I get it. But, okay, so there's like a video package at the beginning. You're really upset because that line is back on the screen. And, <laughs> and, and so, like, they meet up in the crowd during their entrances, and United Empire is in the crowd, by the way, and they're, they're – it's fucking amazing. Great Ocon is the great protector. He keeps everyone safe. It's amazing. He's protecting the crowd from these maniacs bleeding all over the place. So, um. It, it starts to pick up when, you know, we get a corkscrew, corkscrew moonsault to the floor from Will, and they both take, like, crazy bumps over the, the guardrails, which is really cool. Um, then Will throws a chair at Moxley, and that's when he blades, all right? And then they fight for a bit, and Will takes a crazy bump, and then he blades, and it's like, oh, why? And, and like... You could see, I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive, I didn't go back and watch it again, but I'm pretty sure Moxley has both of the blades because, like, he's digging in his wrist tape, camera guy's right there, you know, and then he blades, and then he keeps digging in his wrist tape again, or maybe he bladed again. I don't know, it's kind of fun to watch and see when they do that. They were kind of blatant about it, um, but it is what it is, so I don't understand why we're doing that at all, but... um. Mm. We get a springboard forearm from Will, but Moxley just destroys him out of the air with his own forearm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get the Oz cutter onto the apron, which is like the safest. It was like the safest move in this whole match. It was awesome. Uh, top rope elbow over the barricade to the floor, even through a table to Moxley from Will. That was insane. That I don't know how he did that. Because, like, the table was up tight against the barricades on the other side of the barricade. So he had to, yeah. like, get enough air so he came down, like, kind of, you know, straight down on it. it was Dude, that bonkers. jump was gigantic. I was – I couldn't believe it. That was 
Um, that was really cool. So uh, we get a Death Rider, but instant, uh, was it Blade from Will? Not Hidden Blade, it's Blade, because you do it right to his face. For a big yeah. double down, um, Great Ocon's ringside, and uh, he's pounding the match, just marking out for this match. It's amazing, and I can't keep my eyes off him, you know? So uh, we get Lariat. <laughs> And uh, Lariat's from both. And the big double Lariat for another double down. And uh, big moves, right and left for near falls. The crowd's fucking insane. Um, shot after shot, the Moxley from Will. But he hits a Lariat and a tremendous curb stomp for two. little shout out to Seth Rollins. And uh, Death Rider and another, but Will kicks out. The ref calls the match. And Moxley <laughs> recovers by making Will tap immediately, then hitting the ref with a Death Rider. So what happened at the end of this match, Luke? Or, well, tell me what you thought about the match. Sorry. I just, the end was fucked up. We got to get into that, you know. The end was kind of confusing. The match was pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm it's it's like, it's like it become blood snobs all of a sudden. They didn't, they didn't need blood for this match. It, it, it would have been just as good without it. I don't think it really added too much. But, yeah, it was good. I really liked <laughs> I like that Oscar on the apron. You said it's the safest move. I, said, I still thought it looked pretty good. That gigantic jump is just nuts. But, uh, yeah, look, that that finish just kind of confused me. Like, I messaged you. I was like, like what happened there? Are they that, Were they going for something? Were they both kind of look strong? Was it a screwy finish or something? Or what, what the hell was going on there? It's botched. They botched the finish. Like, it wasn't the wrestlers. It was the ref. You know, that's – I don't know. You know, that's the only thing I can see. Now, okay, that's that's one path as to what this is. The other path is that wasn't like didn't um a recent Will match get botched in the finish recently too, or he said he kicked out or something like that. It was yeah. versus Zack Saber Jr. So I you know, it's almost like either that's two coincidences or this is supposed to be a storyline of him like you know, saying that it was two or whatever, um, which is a great heel storyline. I know it's simple, but it's one of my favorites. It was botched because he immediately got him and made him tap, you know, even though the ref wasn't paying attention to that anymore. So I think that was the actual finish, but the ref counted three for some reason. And, you know, it, it, or he count, he like called the match. It was weird. So it was weird, but hitting the ref with the death rider was a crowd pleaser. So, you know, it's even weirder. Like, doesn't Will Ospreay have a United States title match against Hiroshi Tanahashi coming up? Right. And isn't Hiroshi Tanahashi the one that Moxley wants to wrestle all the time? In fact, even calls him out at the end. So what happens now? Do they, what, does Tanahashi just beat Ospreay? Or, like, what's, or they throw us a curveball and have Ospreay win? What's going on here? I don't know, Luke. It's weird. that It's got screwed up. But, like... You know, there are these hiccups and stuff like that. Like you said, Moxley gets on the mic and he challenges Tanahashi again, just like he did last time they had one of these shows. So, But now it seems like it's actually going to happen. And I would assume that's probably going to be on that Forbidden Door uh, pay-per-view. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so I don't know. But what did you think of the show overall, Luke? I thought it was really awesome. And the minor issues with... Things like uh, production didn't bother me. They kind of made it more fun. And then, but the, you know, botch finish at the end really screws things up. Well, you know, if, if, if that was like my favorite match of the night until the, that, that part of the match, then maybe I'd be more angry or whatever, but it wasn't. Uh, JYFS was my favorite match. Uh, the production, like it's the production side of it is not the wrestler's fault. So, you know, 
you don't hold it against the wrestlers, and they did awesome. I thought it was a pretty solid show. They got better as it went along, uh, except maybe that um, street fight match. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we. I'm really glad we watched it. Uh, so well, yeah, it was a great time. Luke, so, so you, you you love the Jay White versus Shooter match, <laughs> and I did too. And one of the reasons I love that is because, like now, Shota Umina, no matter what he does going forward, he can always say he took Jay White to the limit, the the, the Grand Slam champion. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's a big fucking deal. And I also, I did forget to mention that after the Jay White match, he picked up the microphone and teased the old Jack, John Hatfield special. He's like the whole thing where he's going to put over the guy that he just beat on the mic, you know, and, uh, but no, he just drops the mic and leaves. And that was a huge pop in my living room. So. <laughs> All right. So there we have it, everyone. Uh, Windy City Riot. It was a good show, and uh, we don't have a strong review from our good friend Mr. Ian, but uh, guess what? He also did. He also watched Windy City Riot, and he has a voice email for us, which we should play right about now. Hi, Luke and Andy. No strong this week, but I did manage to see the Windy City Riot from Chicago, which was basically the higher budget remake of New Japan Strong. One thing to draw attention to before we start, the sound mix on this show was absolutely awful. It was dreadful to start, got slightly better, and then commentary dropped out entirely. The camera work was largely better until we get to the middle of the show, but we'll get to that. We start out with Matthew Raywalt and Kevin Kelly on commentary, meaning that Ian Riccoboni must have done a Pokemon evolution since last week. First matchup is The Factory versus the LA Dojo in what felt like a crowd rehearsal for cheering the good guys and booing the bad guys. QT is a great cheap heat heel. The Dojo boys are skillful, but the whitest of white meat. Most impressive in the ring together were Solo and Uemura, who did some good Dojo-style grappling. QT teases coming in against Fredericks, but instead sends Kamaroto in. Kamarato is actually someone I think could do really well in Japan. He's wild and hairy and has got this growly energy that puts him in the same category as Bruiser Brody for me. Not that I'm saying he's as good. Fundamentally, this is an opening six-man, so all the good guys get their stuff in, all the bad guys do sneaky stuff to get booze, and in the end, QT cheats for the win, which is good justification for seeing a low-stakes feud continue. Following this, Team Filthy face off against another version of Team Miscellaneous. This time it's Fred Rosser, Ren Narita, Chris Dickinson, Alex Coughlin and Josh Alexander. And for a supremely house show-ass match, this is actually really good. The faces do all their spots, Dickinson has some impressive strong style moments, and then Alex Coughlin comes in to do amazing feats of strength. He hits a deadlift-delayed vertical suplex on Kratos that has the audience gasping. And of course, Team Filthy do their jobs. Even Kratos has found his role in how to do it. The only weird thing about this match was the ending. Fred Rosser got the victory by tapping out Black Tiger and refusing to let go. Considering Black Tiger is currently embroiled in a story with Rocky Romero, this felt like the wrong person to take the loss here, especially when Danny Limelight was right there. Post-match, Rosser still refuses to let go of the hold, gets jumped by the whole of Team Filthy, including Lawler, and then Yuji Nagata comes out for the save. 
Once Nagata has a mic and Rosser is safe, he challenges Tom Lawler to make their upcoming non-title match a title match, and to his credit, Lawler agrees, which is how we go into our third match. Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata turns out to be a solid outing for main event Yuji, and the first match of the card to feel like a New Japan match rather than just a match in a New Japan ring. It's solid, hard-hitting and enjoyable. Even the moment where the sound mix breaks and we get the sound of glass breaking right as Lawler gets kicked in the butt. I've often found that Yuji Nagata wrestles better in America than he does in Japan. In part I think this is because he's given more singles matches in the States. In part I think it's because in the States he's treated like a legend, and in Japan he's treated like one of the three dads. And because he gets to do things like an exploder suplex off the ropes that crumples up Tom Lawler like a crisp packet. Lawler does a lot of work in two areas. Firstly, he makes Nagata look incredibly strong, and then he makes himself look like he's on Nagata's level. In the end, Lawler wins with a finish that's clean, makes sense for the match, but which is just a little bit of an anticlimax. But it's a decent showing, with the result never really in doubt. Following this, the United Empire team of Cobb, Okan, Aussie Open, Aaron Hanare and TJP face off against the Bullet Club team of El Fantasmo, the Good Brothers, Chris Bay, Hikaleo and Scott Norton. Yes, that Scott Norton. It's a battle between two different mixed bags, and could easily have been either incoherent or a boring snooze fest. But something about the particular combination of guys means the crowd are really into it and everyone raises their game. Aussie Open look fantastic and need to get to the New Japan main roster sharpish. The crowd are super into Okan and Cobb. Scott Norton is a one-man pop machine for the whole match. The result is, and I really do mean this as a compliment, a giant WCW clusterfuck. The crowd are having a great time. Everyone gets their stuff in, there's a laundry list of cool spots, and in the end, the audience are so into the whole thing that they would have cheered whoever won. And in the end, Aussie Open do some really gorgeous double-team stuff on Chris Bay and Phantasmo, and then Mark Davis hits Chris Bay for the win. What a lovely little match. I'm going to pause here for a second. We've had an hour and 20 minutes of the show featuring mostly New Japan Strong Guys with a few imports from Japan or Impact, and so far, everything's been good. Sadly, we're about to hit a roadblock. The next match is Finn Juice and Brody King versus TMDK, which is Jonah, Shane Haste, and Bad Dude Tito. I'll preface this by saying that Brody King is great in AEW right now. The House of Black are a fantastic unit, and he's a good part of that. One of the reasons why he's a good part of that is that the wild brawls on AEW shows are carefully choreographed and organised to tell a story. And then there's this match. In short order near the start, all six competitors spill out of the ring to different parts of the arena, and here's where things start breaking down. New Japan have done a relatively decent job so far on the visuals of this show, but they don't have enough cameras and a good enough director to coherently tell a story where three brawls are taking place in different parts of a poorly lit arena. To make matters worse, two of the guys who are fighting are wearing wife-beater in jeans, to make matters even worse than that, at some point Juice Robinson sets off a fire extinguisher. That means for the first ten minutes of this match, things are happening in a confusing grey cloud where identically dressed guys throw each other into barriers for reasons that aren't well established. At one point, Kevin says, We had a feeling we were going to see it all in this Chicago street fight. We didn't see it all. The lights weren't on, 
and the arena was full of dry ice. Things pick up a bit when everyone gets back in the ring and we get some decent garbage match moments of people being put through tables and ladders and stuff, but honestly by then they've lost me entirely. This match lasted for 25 minutes. This match was longer than Omega v Okada in the 2017 G1. This match had no business existing. Following this, we have the latest in the US of J Open Challenge series. Jay White hits the ring and waits for his opponent. We cut to John Moxley in the back. Moxley is giving someone an angry pep talk. For just a second, I wonder if it's going to be Utah, and maybe that's why they cut the chaos match from this broadcast. However, instead of Utah, we get Shooter. Shota Umino makes his return to New Japan proper, and the crowd are delighted to see him. And honestly, he looks pretty good. He's still got puppy dog energy. He's still just a little bit clumsy in the ring, but he's got fire and flair and he looks at home in New Japan. Full credit to Jay White for giving Umino exactly the match for Umino needed. Jay bullies him. He gives him a chance to fight from underneath and he underestimates him at crucial moments, meaning we get to see things like a pump handle power slam that looks absolutely beautiful. Jay wins, of course, but the important part is that Umino looked like he belonged. On the basis of this match, I think we're nearing the time for Shooter to come back, or at least move on in his excursion from Rev Pro to the feet of his master. Our semi-main event was like going to your favourite restaurant and ordering their signature dish. It's not a new flavour, it's one you've had a hundred times before, but it's never been anything less than excellent. Minoru Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii are forever opponents. Nobody looks better taking Suzuki's offence than Big Tam, and nobody puts Suzuki in his place like him either. We get all the stuff you'd expect. Suzuki hates Ishii's face and tries to put an elbow through it. Ishii sells better than any other wrestler in the world, which is amazing considering he only has one facial expression. Nobody in this match is doing anything complicated. They're just wrestling with precision and skill and passion and brutality. This time, Ishii has the edge. The will be over times. Post-match, Eddie Kingston comes out and cuts the simplest, most effective promo I've ever heard from him. He praises Ishii. He says that Ishii is the living embodiment of strong style. And then he says that he himself lives, breathes, and walks the King's Road, and they should fight. You know what? I agree. They should. In our main event, John Moxley faces off against Will Ospreay in a match that got 80% of the way to being a classic and then hugely, spectacularly, royally fucked it. I'll start off with a compliment. I hate that Will Ospreay is so good at wrestling. He's really really good at it. He's great at telling stories in the ring, he can work against almost any other style, he consistently puts on a great show, and in every single other way he is a full and leaking colostomy bag of a human being. I'm annoyed at how good his matches are. And Moxley is the perfect opponent for him. Osprey will do graceful, agile, gymnastic moves, and then Moxley will punch him in the mouth. Osprey will do dives and mid-air grapples and Spanish flies and Moxley will bite his eyebrows off. It makes for such an enjoyable match until suddenly it's not. Basically, and apparently this is how they booked it, 
Moxley has Osprey down for a two count and Osprey kicks out. And then Moxley gets Osprey in a bulldog choke and Osprey taps. Except the referee counts three and calls for the bell. And either Mox is genuinely confused or he's doing a really good job of representing confusion. He hits the ref with a death rider and then sort of half-heartedly celebrates while Osprey complains that he kicked out at two. Which, and this is a really frustrating part, he did. What a stupid way to end a very good match. The whole thing now feels undercut. Mox looks like at best a chump and at worst a cheater, and now we have to put up with another Osprey tantrum. This was a weird way to end a show that had been, with one exception, very good until this point. But between the sound problems and a terrible street fight and a confusing ending to the main event, it's a show that tripped over its own feet. A lot of the show was good, but it could have been so much better. And speaking of better New Japan shows from Chicago, I'm very interested in seeing what they come up with for The Forbidden Door. This could end up being something really involved that ties into the booking for Double or Nothing and Dominion. It could also be a bit thrown together like the New Japan vs. Noah show. Whatever happens, I'm sure it will be fun. Thanks guys. Until next time, keep it windy. Hey, thanks, Ian, for giving us your thoughts. I thought it was interesting that you knew exactly how long that street fight was because uh, <laughs> we felt every minute of it. You know that that was a that was a rough one, except towards the end. But, but um, uh, I bet he got the information from uh, Chris Samsa. <laughs> Did you, Luke? After we were joking about him last week, uh, he followed us on Twitter. So, hey, Chris, hope you're good. We're just yeah, man. So. We're, we're just two dummies doing a show here, dude. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so. and uh, Ian also points out that 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 um, match, the uh, tag uh, street fight, was longer than Omega versus Okada in 2017. <laughs> dude, my that favorite. Funny. My favorite line and the description is awesome. He's calling that. Uh, <laughs> United Empire Bullet Club match, a WCW clusterfuck. I kind of knew what he meant when he said it, and uh, yeah, it, it, and uh, yeah, I took that as a good way as well. You know, there to mean a good thing as well. And yeah, dude, he echoed my my thoughts like that pump handle slam, like holy shit. So, uh, oh man, I can't wait for more. Uh, I can't wait for more shooter. You know, he needs to come back. You know, who does handle like? Power slam hey, kind of deal was who, different, you know. You know, he's joining Hontai, isn't he? Like for sure, right? I don't know. What's Hontai? The uh, non-affiliated team. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah, I've heard of them referred to as Hontai. Oh, I thought they were called Team Unaffiliated or yeah. Ass Masters or Tanahashi's <clears throat> guys or Taguchi Goon or something. Taguchi Japan. Yeah, that. that's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, uh, are you ready for Golden Fight Series? Yeah. Two VOD shows, our favorite, your favorite. You have a personal issue with VOD, but dude, um, dude, we don't have two <laughs> VOD shows. We have a live show and two VOD shows. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my that, god, I forgot about that's this. all right. Wow. Let, let, let's cover all three shows the exact same way. Then, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's cool. Now, um, yeah. Okay. I've discombobulated you now.
Yeah, you have, because I usually put stuff in bold and I didn't do it, so I didn't see the little heading. But okay. So right. um well Luke, the first show is at the Nagoya Congress Center. That's yep. on 418. And that is uh it turns out a multi-purpose convention center in the city of Nagoya Aichi Prefecture, Japan. <laughs> and that center was constructed for the world design exhibit, the famous world famous world design exhibit exhibit exhibition exhibition from 1889 other venues include the nagoya castle and the nagoya port it has 28 meeting rooms the amount of exhibition space loop is 3625 square meters thought it was important that you knew that dang so you could have like a new japan show going on in one room and in the next room is like a noah show or something yeah you know, one time I went to a uh, a wrestling show and it was in a little like, I don't know, they had like two ballrooms, basically, this place it was like a little venue for like weddings. And uh, in one room, there was the uh, wrestling. And in the other room, there was that band Green Jello, you know, little okay. pig, little pig, let me in. And we were like, oh, my God, can't believe those guys still exist. Wow. Well, you know, everyone wants to hear that one song of theirs that they have. <laughs> I mean, that, that must be a long show, just waiting to hear that one song. <laughs> you know they're playing that last, don't you? That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's start with Rio High Ewa versus Kosai Fujita. This is really good stuff, dude. I expected another draw here, but uh, it's not a 10-minute match. This is a 15-minute match. Oy. So here we go so yeah i expected another draw but uh real high iwa brabs out fajita to get his first win and they must have big big plans and they must really love real high iwa because not only does he win his first match ever but he wins in his own hometown and also i also like that uh you know just this stupid point that if you're a young lion and you lose to a young lion you both have to walk out to the same music. It's <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve music yet, Luke. You know that's that's how it works. So that's right. Well, next we have Desperado and Kanemaru versus Wado and Broken Arm Young Lion, also known <laughs> as Nakashima. You know Nakashima, yeah. Yeah, that guy. So Wado is kind of poopy in this match. Like he hit some really really bad kicks in this match, drop kicks, shit like that. But I was thinking to myself. He needs to, like, he really loves that title. He's hugging it, you know, he's taking it to bed or whatever he's doing with it. He's riding his bike around, his blue bike with it. He needs a blue strap for that thing, right? (laughs) Yes, he does. Maybe take some blue nail polish and just kind of write Watto on it. You know, Gucci should have, like, a a brown strap. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about him later. But, uh, (laughs) you know, there's an awful heel kick or something from Watto and the young lion tags in. He gets a huge hip toss, uh, which is a newish staple of the young lion moveset. And uh, young lion gets some leg work in on Kanemaru, but he taps the figure four. Watto hugs his title and stares down Kanemaru. You can't take this from me. I just got it. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, we've got uh, Togi Makabe and Ryusuke Taguchi. Excuse me. Versus Doki and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. And look at this, the lads come out to Doki's music. Oy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Do you think, like, by the way, I don't know why I wrote this note here, but I did. Do you think if uh, Taguchi ever watches Mole Rats that he'll start making uh, stink palms part of his repertoire? 
<laughs> he should. Man, I bet you that's really disrespectful. You know, in Japan, maybe like twice as much as it is here. Maybe. I don't know why. At one point, Taguchi is bent over in the on the middle rope, and uh, Doki creates a Taguchi on a pole match uh, right there, uh, sticking his Doki pole in Taguchi's butt. (laughs) Doki pokey. Doki even gives Taguchi a a fucking tongue and ass massage, which I thought was funny. (laughs) The car base spots of Doki and all that. And Zack Sabre Jr. puts a big motherfucking smile on my face by tapping out Toki Marker Bay while Toki is in the Doki Choki. (laughs) 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 Wow, that was tremendous. (laughs) Setting up up the Doki Choki, though, you know. So, uh, well, our next match is uh, Bullet Club OG versus Chaos and Tiger Mask. And... uh, (laughs) We get uh, Bullet Club attacking before the bell and, you know, Chaos do their drum thing to Gato and Tiger Mask is like, nah, and just watches from the outside. Like, (laughs) I mean, like a fucking Tiger Mask. I'm not doing this shit. Uh, Bullet Club starts uh, fucking with Tiger Mask, of course. And even though he decided not to do the drum thing, which is kind of rude, drop toehold from Goto on Fale, making him splash Chase Owens. Yoshihashi and Goto try to do the drums to Fale, and he just, like, busts out and knocks them all down. Yano and Gato try to out-cheat each other, uh, brass knuckles, but no, it's double low blow uh, to Gato and Chase Owens. Uh, fair play on Gato for the win. Yep. I think that's uh, pretty cool stuff. And now we've got uh, Jado and Hiroshi Tanashi and the Gorillas of Destiny versus, of course, all of House of Torture. And uh, is it just me, Mr. Andy, or is uh, Tamatonga's outfit all never gold colors? Mm. Red, gold, you know, black, I think it's meant to be. Which belt is it, though? It Will it be the never six-man titles? Because I think that could be something for these guys with Jado. Or will oh, it be yeah. the never championship, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, Tamatonga could do a singles run. I think that would be the pretty fine i want that yeah so do i this match is great fun and uh i think you are correct uh a face tomalola is gonna be just fine he was he was doing all right i think he maybe maybe he just works better as a face maybe that could could be it yeah not much but but. uh (laughs) this might be a house show though but uh that doesn't stop the other good guys because they still want some revenge so uh yeah I uh, do not uh, expect these this move on a house show, but every time I see it on a house show, I'm like, thanks, Tanner, man. Awesome stuff, dude. Does a high fly flow on Dick Togo for the one, two, three. <laughs> well, next, Luke, we have the former IWGP Junior Tag Champions, uh, mm-hmm. Bushi and Shingo versus Taichi and Taka Michinoku. Um Taichi must have asked Tanahashi for some help because he welded the King of Pro Wrestling trophy to his microphone stand. (laughs) And, and, you know, we know that Tanahashi is a master welder. Um, So, uh, you know, but uh, this match has the honorable ref Chumpy presiding, of course. And uh, Taichi sings to Shingo. Lucky son of a bitch. And uh, Taichi offers Shingo a beer and Shingo just kicks it. I'm pretty sure Shingo's turning heel. 
um, after that. So uh, it's heat on Bushi for a while and then some good preview King of Pro Wrestling stuff. Bunch of cool LIJ moves on Taka. Bushi dives on Taichi, pumping Bomber on Taka for the win. This was fun. Yeah, so here we are. It was fun. It was lots of fun, actually. But uh, we got a main event. It's Yo, uh, Yo and Kazuchika Okada versus Hiromi Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito. And it's, um, I don't know, two feuds. I'm not exactly over the moon, super interested, full ball, 100% looking forward to. <laughs> so, like, I feel like in a very short time, we've seen Naito and Okada a couple times already. And I want to see Hiromu feud with somebody else that's not Yo. So, there, there is that. So this is, it's a fine match. It's, it, it's good. I feel like maybe it's not tonight. Maybe it's the next night. I feel like uh, Akata bitches out yo a little bit, like yelling at him and shit. Mm-hmm. So, holy crap! But yes, uh, <laughs> Hiromu does that uh, trapping pin of his on yo for the one, two, three. It was fine. It was good. It was, it was fine. Yeah, I have a time bomb for the win. But, yeah. Um, no. Um, that's very important that we get this correct. Yeah. I mean, professionally. Do, do you know how many people come to us for exact details on what happens in pro wrestling? Like five. five. <laughs> we had the same number. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. So we're all right. So you, I guess you got the first match here, but it's a uh, New Japan Fight Gold. In Corican Hall, so of course, but Fight with gold. <laughs> Fight gold. I like it. <laughs> yes, and uh, we're at Corican Hall, so uh, if you look up, you might see us in the rafters because, yeah, true. We're totally the phantoms of Corican Hall. All right, let's do it. Yeah, um, now Corrigan Hall is a legendary v- – I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, we get Watto <laughs> versus Fujita to start things out, and Watto does exactly what he's supposed to do here. He dominates mostly with like, like brutal, simple moves and allows Fujita one glimmer of hope. Fujita taps the Watto, and Watto gives a little respect, but not too much. He's like, Man. Yeah. So poor Fujita, he had, to, <laughs> he had to lose to a young lion, and then the next night he had to lose to Watto. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, we did at one point in the match, we do get the old, let's hear it for the kid, you know, type of deal with Watto. And that's pretty funny because they were doing that to him not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that long ago, was it? <laughs> Next, we've got Ryosuke Taguchi and Ryohai Iwa. Uh, this is pretty good. I, I feel like the Young Lions have been working on their map-based games a bit because uh, that's generally the theme of their matches lately. But uh, Taguchi and Iwa having a pretty much uh, map-based match. Iwa gets pretty close with his pins too. So uh, Taguchi, he, Taguchi looks like one of those wrestlers. Like every now and again, you'll watch a young lion match where the the young lion gets a little too close with his pins or a little yeah. too good with his submission. And so the old veteran is just like, what the fuck? You're going to make me try? Okay, now I'm going to kick your ass. And uh, that's what Taguchi does. He just beats his shit out of him, punishes Iwa's leg, and, and for an ankle lock finish. Good stuff. You know, they got to got to kick uh, Ewa back down a peg after his big win in his hometown. Eh? Can't get, let him get a big head. No, yeah, and I mean, Taguchi far more generous than Wado. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, See, next he hasn't have... been a young lion for ages, whereas Wato, it still feels pretty fresh to him. So he's like, yeah, fuck that. 
Yeah, that's true. He he's you know get yours, Watto. It's fine. So yeah. uh, next we have Tiger Mask and GBH versus Chaos. This is a match. What's it say? That I watched. Uh, there's a Shoto <laughs> on Tiger Mask for the win. That's a boring kind of. I don't know what to say. It's a match that happened. <laughs> I like seeing Togi get his uh, 10 punches on Yano, though. Ha! 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 All right, so next we've got Doki, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and ZSJ versus Taiji Ishimori, Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, and Gato. The uh, Tongan massage stretches uh, all credulity here, and I, I kind of love it for that. It's hilarious. It's starting to really crack me up every time I see it. <laughs> I really see they really enjoyed seeing uh, Doki mix it up with Gato too in yeah. fact uh, in fact yeah because I don't think that's a matchup we've really seen them all that much no, and I know no. so uh, they're, they're great I really I really enjoy them together not only that I think uh, Gato must be the first wrestler who isn't a young lion to tap out to the Doki Chokey <laughs> I fucking marked the fuck out I was like yeah, Doki getting a push. He's going. Oh, they got to make him look a little strong uh, by the time they, he gets to his uh, first ever New Japan Pro Wrestling title match. Oh, can't wait! Yeah. Oh my God. So that was uh, that was amazing, and I love Doki. Uh, Luke. Uh, next, we have Team Unaffiliated versus House of Torture, and uh, Goto joins <laughs> Japanese commentary, but nobody cares. Yeah. Um, House of Torture do the old heave-ho to Tanahashi, and the crowd is fucking pissed, and so was I. Basically, <laughs> what they do, this is just this is unbelievable. I We have to do something. This can't be, this cannot stand, is that basically they all grab one of uh, Tanahashi's limbs that are usually hanging on by a thread anyway, and they do, like, they act like he's a blanket and just throw him up in the air. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me? I was furious, so that's upsetting. Um, yeah. It all builds to this uh, hot tag for Giotto. He slowly fires the crowd up and tries for a double trapping DDT or double draping DDT on show in Yujiro. Toko in to break it up, though. Everyone gets a move on show. Then he's about to tap but Giotto, uh, to Giotto, but lights out. The faces are all down, and Yujiro hits the uh, pimp cane on Giotto. Giotto taps the show. Oh. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, that was an ending to the match, and it and it happened. <laughs> but I, I like I like the triple drop kick combo by Tama. So Tama's kind of been um yeah. ever since that G1 kind of assembling this uh kind of facey uh, move set. So he's got those drop kicks, he's got the uh, supreme flow, all these kind of things. You know, exciting moves to get the crowd pumped up. So yeah, I like it. He's got his he's beefed up his arsenal. It's good stuff. All right, so uh, next we've got uh, Romu Takahashi and Shingo versus Takataichi Mania, and uh, <laughs> Taichi Taichi wants to do to, to do a uh, a peck off with Shingo, but Shingo's not having that. But Hiromu steps up and he does his pecks. <laughs> Dude, the preview stuff between Shingo and Taichi is amazing. I fucking love it, and I'm so excited to explore all these strange new avenues that they can with this trophy. I kind of wanted Suzuki to have it, but um, truth be told, I'm much happier that Taichi has it, to be to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, 
that's uh because uh you'd, you'd imagine a character like Taichi just to come up with all this kind of weird fun shit too which i think he did so uh taka turns like this rana into a submission on hiromi which is cool as well but uh you know who's losing this match don't you it's uh yeah, yeah. it's uh look hey he's got another pay-per-view coming up so he has to he has to do the job and he does so Tucker, Tucker jobs. After that match, Luke, Taichi and Shingo are like shit talking each other, and Hiromu gets jealous and throws a fit because he's <laughs> like, he's like, Yo, we gotta raise the hand. We didn't do the hand raise thing, and and he, you know, and like Hiromu's very vocal on these shows lately, and he has that kind of ah ah, you know, kind of like sing songy thing he does when he's upset, like when <laughs> Naito when Naito threw the strategy guide on the ground, you know, like. And and I love that. I love that. So that was really fun. But uh, in our main event, Luke, in this VOD Hurricane Hall show, uh, Okada versus Yo, or <laughs> Okada and Yo versus Bushi and Naito. Uh, we get some mind games from Naito uh, and Bushi at the start. Oh, are you going to wrestle? I'm going to wrestle. Oh, no, I'm going to tag out. All that shit. LIJ, they torture Yo for quite some time. We get a hot tag to Okada, for, and uh, he comes in and does the shit with Naito. It's pretty good. Yo and Bushi do some junior stuff that's pretty good, too. Uh, Bushi rakes Yo's eyes at one point, which is like, yeah, fucking take him out. Love him. So uh, <laughs> uh, Yo gets beat up, and Okada gets in and saves him, and this is where he starts screaming at him again, like, you fucking bitch, get up! You know, and uh, that's really fun. <laughs> you say shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and he, Yo gets fired up. We get that sweet super kick and a twisting brain buster. Uh, Yo pins Bushi. So interesting uh, development for young Yo. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, see, my thinking was, uh, oh, Bushi's in the main event tonight. Oh, yeah, so Yo can win this time. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, it ties into the next match uh, next night, I guess, but it's... Uh, New Japan gold stuff again at Corican Hall. Uh, I think it's fight, <laughs> fighting stuff gold, fighting things stuffed with gold. Yes, that's it. Yes. And this starts with a Shingo Taichi spot. Uh, I assume this whole uh, promo was about here's here's what I do it. Here's the rules I want. And Shingo's like, yeah, well, here's the rules I want. And uh, and then playing to the crowd and stuff. So I'll say what the matches are, match stipulations set up here are. Tai Chi's, which is the one I voted for, is an accumulative 30 count. So every time you take a pin, one, kick out. Oh, well, that's that one now. And, you know, it accumulates up to 30. And Shingo's idea was that it was a three falls match. So if you, get, you can get pinned at one, then you got to get pinned at two, then you got to get pinned at three. I actually really liked both options. Yeah. You can only choose one. Uh, so I, th- I thought they were both kind of creative. So apparently it's the closest the uh, voting had ever been as well. So, uh, yeah, so it will be the accumulative 30. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Taichi won the king of pro wrestling uh, vote oh. there. So, yeah, it'll be the accumulative 30. I think it'll be not only be really fun it'll be some gnarly moves and shit in there too they'll be the shit out oh, of each other yeah. very fun oh yeah and we're definitely going to get like a 10 count at one point in that match <laughs> guaranteed it's happening so <laughs> it has to last of the dragon <laughs> or something that's a 10 count or something i don't know or a black mephisto who knows but uh, next we've got 
uh, Yuto Nakashima and Kosai Fujita. 15 minutes again, not 10. And uh, here's, yeah, here's where I wrote that note I mentioned earlier, that the Young Lions have been doing a lot of mat-based stuff. So that's what we get a lot of in this. And Fujita gets his first win by putting Yay. Yuto Nakashima in a brab. So uh, my thing is Yuto is probably going to tap out Yuriho Iwa in the future. Is that who he tapped out in that house show? Uh, because there's a Props. yeah, there's a non-televised house show, everyone, where Paul Yuto Nakashima gets his first win. Is it at his hometown? Oh, no, probably not. Uh, and <laughs> and is is it even on video on demand? Nah. No. So uh, I guess we can see the pecking order of the Young Lions right now. It's uh, Rio Iwa, Kosai Fujita, and Arm Broke Dude. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but this progression uh, for these guys means something. It's meaningful, you know, and also seeing Shota Umina so ready and Ren Narita and some of these other guys, it's kind of like, okay, so when are they going to start coming back and one of these guys can can take off? I know it's going to be a long time, but they're they're seeming to be speeding things up a little bit. But um, uh, Luke, next we have Tiger Mask, Hanma, and the Ass Masters versus Suzuki Goon. And this match is fucking amazing. I this is, I think this is the best best VOD tag match I've ever seen. It was fucking incredible. <laughs> we get uh, Dookie is hot off uh, the Doki Choki win, so he's all fucking fired up. And Suzuki Goon, they beat up Tiger Mask as you do. Tiger Mask is awesome in this match though, which makes a huge difference. He and Taka just tear it up. Yeah, they tear do. it up. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's the best I've seen him maybe since he's been back. I mean, he was great. Ass Masters have a bunch of cool combo moves now that they've been working on and a lot of kicky stuff and whatnot. Uh, then Kanemaru and Taguchi tag in, and they fucking crush it. They're just going. It's like, wow. So you start to worry. You're like, oh, there's one guy who hasn't gotten in yet, and it's Hanma. You know? But Hanma gets in with Zack Sabre Jr., and Zack Sabre yeah. Jr. is like going out of his way to make Hanma look amazing. Yeah, Hanma he is. does boot scrapes to Zack Sabre Jr.'s face. I don't think I've ever seen him do that. That was awesome. Uh, Suzuki-kun submits the entire other team, too, at one point, And Hanma taps to Zack Sabre Jr., but he looks amazing. And yep. Doki, he won't let go of the Doki Choki on Wado. And, and uh, Hanma is just dead in the ring. After, while Suzuki Goon celebrate their win and the faces <laughs> all the back, except for Tiger Mask, he helps Taguchi instead and Hanma, who's just dead. So <laughs> I loved that. Loved it. I'm I'm I, I'm glad you brought up the uh, Hanma Zack Sabre Jr. thing because like we all know Zack Sabre Jr. could run rings around that guy, right? Around Hanma, but uh, works with him, do some fun spots, and yeah, there you go. It was good stuff. So uh yeah, I, I yeah I'm glad you brought that up. I love that too. All right, so next according to my notes it's Jodo and Tongaloa, but it, no that's incorrect. Yeah, I haven't mentioned any of my misspellings for a while, but I still have them occasionally. It's Jado and Tongaloa versus Yujiro and Sho. <laughs> this is solid stuff, but poor Jado, his face turn means he's going to get his butt whipped whooped on a lot, and it does. But uh, yeah, show even needs a spanner. The spanner in the face to Jado, though, for the win. So yeah, you know, it was fine. Uh, I I am liking. You know what? I'm curious about Tongaloa versus Yujiro. 
I'm curious as to how that will be because they, I think they, did they wrestle in the G1. I'm not too sure, but the dynamics different now. I want to see it. I, I don't know. Like, it's not top billing or anything for me, but I'm, I'm curious to see what this, these two can pull off. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be lots of, you know, shenanigans in that match, but uh, we'll see. It's interesting yep. how Giotto and Gator are now super powerful because in our next match, we have Bullet Club versus Chaos. And, you know, the power of Team Fisherman is it's very powerful. You know, it can overcome any kind of cheating, but apparently they're having a bad day today because they have to hit their double finish the Shoto on Gato to pin him. Like, you can't I mean, like, you should be able to pin like Gato with a Lariat, you know. Yeah. Your your double tag team finish. Mean, mean, meanwhile, Shingo's running matches just with a, the pumping bomber. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to be fair, that was on Talking Mitch No View. But, um, <laughs> hey, you did it to Hanare the week before, dude. Oh, that's that's right. Well, to be fair. Hanare's going to block me for saying that. So, yeah. So many ways he can lose. Um, <laughs> Pumping Master, <laughs> Master Wado joins uh, Japanese commentary, and I don't care about that, just like I don't care about that match that just happened. <laughs> All right, next we got uh, Tai Chi and El Desperado versus Shingo and Bushi. Dude, this is great stuff. Shingo and Tai Chi go at it on each other. Uh, tai Chi catches Bushi with this gnarly kick, but pulls him up at two. And uh, there's a Black Mephisto as Shingo is forced to watch. And, uh, yeah, it was, this was really cool, fast-paced kind of stuff. Uh, the preview stuff, Shingo and Taichi have been going at it really hard too. So I, I appreciate that. It's good. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. The refs did really good. The ref did good in this match because it was yep. like, you know, the each of the heavyweights were trying to make their point as to how their match would work. And like, yeah. you know, so at the end, you know, Taichi, he makes the ref keep counting and does like a 10 count on Bushi. So that was really cool. And Shingo's <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> he's pissed. Next we have Tamatanga and Tanahashi versus the returning evil dicks. Yes. Uh, That's amazing. So uh, the faces do an ab reveal, you know, but they get they get uh, attacked from behind, of course, uh, during that, which the crowd's pissed. There's all this heat on Tanahashi, and there's a really great hot tag to Tamatanga. He tries to put the Scorpion Deathlock on Evil, but there's an eye rake, and Evil's like, no, I'm doing that, and then does it. Uh, Tama <laughs> gets all kinds of babyface spots to do. Double gun stun on, you know, on the Evil Dicks, which is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tamatanga pins Dick Togo. Uh, the faces hug and celebrate, and Tama Tonga is having the time of his life. He <laughs> does look like he's having a blast, doesn't he? Yeah. He's been a face, uh, he's been a heel for most of his entire New Japan run thus far, hasn't he? Yes. So, so this must be like a, a real big breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, speaking of things that are awesome, Hiromu is in this match, and it is. <laughs> This is this is all right match. This is this match actually makes me laugh. It's Naito and Hiromu versus Yo and Okada again, but uh, this time I feel like Naito and Hiromu have picked up on the relationship between Yo and Okada because uh, Hiromu and Naito bitch bitch Yo out too, yelling at him and <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So that made me laugh, and like I saw this same match again. This only works if there's a different outcome. Well. 
Hiromu and Naito aren't pinning Okada. Uh, Okada's not pinning Naito or Hiromu. And I was like, ah, 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 shit. And using stupid, simple, stupid math, uh, Steiner math, to calculate who was going to win. Kojima I was just math? like, yeah, Kojima math. Uh, I was like, okay. It's like I didn't want to see Hiromi lose. He gets pinned by Yo with a direct drive and all that kind of stuff. But And then Yo challenges Hiromu at the end of the match. And I'm like, look, that's fine. That's cool and all for you, Yo. It's great. I'm <laughs> fight Hiromu. But, like, Hiromu should be fucking never champion right now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's not a match that – look, it's going to be a good match. It's a, it's a Hiromu match. But um, it, that, that – Feud doesn't set my world on fire, I'm, I'm afraid. So, yeah, that's what. Wow. And yeah, a note. good show, though. Yeah, I like pretty... the show. Fun. And like, I, I feel you, dude. I'm not interested in Yo at all. However, you know, I'll be, you know, the person that forever gives these guys a second, third, fiftieth chance and everything. And I'm ready for Hiromu to bring something out of him that yep. maybe we haven't seen. Uh, maybe that'll happen. Maybe it'll be another disappointing singles match from Yo, and maybe New Japan will finally get get it clear and relegate him to Yujiro status. You know, because that's kind of that's I, that's where he's going to be the most useful is like the Taka Michinoku on Chaos. You know. Yeah. Holy crap, man! Did we just do like four shows in like less than ninety minutes? Yeah, we're good Dude. at the podcasting. <laughs> it's 100 episodes like you go down to a fine tuned formula and all that kind of stuff uh i don't think there's any much major news no one's injured or anything uh all that kind of stuff we've, we've got a show on well i think tomorrow mr andy tomorrow is the yes. there'll be a show and uh that'll be the last show until wrestling don taku so uh I guess, do you want to do that one show and Don Taiku to get on? Oh, we'll talk about this when we're not recording. Sam stalling yeah. now, it's over. I was like, I thought this is going to be four hours. Actually, it's probably a good idea because it's pretty close to midnight, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Andy, uh, I, can't, I can't change the ending of the show at the moment because he's awesome and we love him. So, uh, in, in greater calm, we trust. Jonah Hex.